0: Near death
1: dolls. welcome to episode 45 of near death dolls i'm lisa and i'm paige and we're your hosties with the mosties while talking about ghosties and other peeping tom shit <laughs>
2: <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your windows closed and your neighbors closer. <laughs> Lisa's going to tell us about the Watcher House.
1: Oh, this is a creepy one. But before we crack into the story, let's crack into a cold one. Paige, what are you drinking?
2: I am drinking Stella Rosso from the Stella Rosa brand. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that a wine? Like I'm blanking. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm drinking, it's a wine. It's a semi sweet Il Conte Stella Rosa. It says low alcohol grape wine. So it's only five percent alcohol by volume.
1: You're gonna have to drink two bottles then,
2: right? Yeah, that's how that's how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and it, it's like a semi sweet, it's a little bit like bubbly, fizzly. I love it. It's it's a total page drink.
1: I like your word fizzly. <laughs> fizzly. <laughs> Bubbly fizzly. (laughs) I didn't even realize that's funny.
2: That's a good pageism. Pageism fizzly. fizzly. (laughs) She fizzily went about her day. (laughs) Fizzily, frizzly. That's just my hair, though. that's what i got in my cup and in my mouth what about you lisa
1: oh well guess what i got paid hell yeah and i went to the grocery store and i got a new martin house beer
2: Ooh, exciting
1: what's the flavor this one's called green dream and it's green apple candy sour with lactose you're right i'm jealous (laughs) i knew you would be i knew you would be (laughs) And I tell you what, it would be perfect for St. Patrick's Day because you pour it out and it is bright lime green. It's a so green apple candy. It tastes like a, a green apple Jolly Rancher, kind of, but it's more sour, I guess. Ooh. And uh, it says it has lactose. I'm not getting any lactose, but I definitely get green candy candy apple it's so good it's very tart it hits you like in the back of the tongue like the Mm -hmm. side where you you know how you have that like a little tongue chart and it shows where you get the sweet the sour the bitter and all that stuff yeah it hits on the
2: side of the tongue and makes you pucker up i love it i love sour that sounds great
1: it's beautiful oh just took a sip hit me right there in the Mm. back of the tongue
2: (laughs) did you make the face
1: (laughs) i did puckered (laughs) lips Mm -hmm. puckered lips like that pucker up all right pucker up and get ready because we're going to be talking about the watcher house and Paige, you have no idea what this is, do you?
2: No, I don't know. It's uh, now I know it's a little bit peeping Tom shit. Keep your windows closed. This is all from the intros. I'm ready though, I'm excited. Let me ask you this, Paige. How many times have you moved into a new house? Too many times to count. I hate moving, and I've moved a lot in my life.
1: (laughs) I was about to say, I I know you, and I know you have moved a
2: lot. Uh, Did you have any weird or creepy neighbors? Uh, Once only, thank God. I had a downstairs neighbor in an apartment complex, and they were super awful neighbors, every sense of the word. And the one time that I met the guy that lived there he totally uh, inappropriately like was hitting on me and i knew that his wife and kid were inside it was awful definitely creepy yes yes so that's but that it wasn't (laughs) too bad they they got kicked out i think not too long later it didn't last very long thank god that's
1: good (laughs) yeah (laughs) how about you Uh, you know what i've house moving i've only moved into two houses and never had issue with neighbors really so that's good
2: (laughs) that is good that is good. Yeah. So you mean like house, house, not like
1: apartment? House, house. Oh. No, I've moved a million apartments, but look, like, yeah, not many houses and, and never really had any issues with neighbors. So that's lucky good. me. Yeah, that's awesome. So at 657 boulevard westfield new jersey stands a house that's become known as the watcher house it's a beautiful six-bedroom 3869 square foot home in an affluent neighborhood this 1905 dutch colonial revival comes complete with a wraparound porch period molding grand master suite with a custom dressing room and its own stalker stalker <laughs> <laughs> that's right sold to the Broadest family back in 2014 for the low, low price of $1.3 million. What a deal. Yikes.
2: <laughs> it is a big house, though. It's very big.
1: And I'll post some pictures of this house, the interior, based on the um, the realtor listing and it is a gorgeous house
2: yes i was like "Ooh, this is nice i want to live here and then you said it comes with its own stalker and i was like hmm, maybe not <laughs> <laughs> what you know you don't want your own built-in stalker no you know what well, if it's free maybe it just comes with the price
1: of the house <laughs> <laughs> if it was an option that you could leave off then that might that might be all right
2: but that would be nice, looking at yeah.
1: the pictures this is a gorgeous this is a gorgeous home little kind of kind of a small kitchen for 1.3 million dollars but it looks like there's plenty of other like nice areas. It was, looks like there's a beautiful uh sunroom with a or, a or a screened in patio with a fireplace that's
2: nice this must be like a modeled home because there's a lot of furniture and things in here mm-hmm. it's beautiful
1: and looking at the front of the house don't you kind of get an amityville vibe like yes! the shape yes like i was barn gonna say kind of shape
2: yeah it's got the <laughs> it's almost like the amityville house meaning like when i look at the amityville house i almost see like a face you know, and they kind of mm-hmm. play that up in the movie. But this does have a little bit of that, too. Like, a, maybe not like the two eyes and a nose and a mouth, but it's got that barn-like quality for sure.
1: Right. The shape of the front kind of looks like mm-hmm. the side of the Amityville house. Okay. So, the lucky family that purchased this home is the Broaddus's they were Derek and Maria and their three children, ages 5, 8, and 10 years old, whose names are never mentioned. Oh, okay. For safety. Uh, for privacy yeah. reasons. Yeah, safety and privacy reasons. Uh, Maria had grown up nearby and had always dreamed of returning to the area to raise her family. When they found this house, it was like a dream come true. Or a nightmare. A nightmare, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after closing on their new home, they decided to do some remodeling first
2: prior to moving in. Okay, so was at, when they moved in, maybe it was run down a little bit?
1: No, I think they just wanted to change up a few things. Cause this is an old house. Okay, okay. And on a visit to the house, before moving in, uh, about three days after closing, they were checking the mailbox, and they had some, like, little flyers here and there, and they noticed an envelope. This one stuck out because the address had been handwritten and addressed to the new owners. Okay. Okay. So inside was a typed letter, and here's what it read.
0: Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. How did you end up here? Did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday... I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s and my father watched it in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out.
2: Oh my god, what the fuck? This is like the first real letter that they get at this house? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's not like the neighbor bringing you cookies. And there's more. There's
2: more. Oh, okay.
0: I see already that you have flooded 657 Boulevard with contractors so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Tsk, tsk, tsk. Bad move. You don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. You have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I have counted. Are there more on the way? Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. Who am I? Hundreds of cars pass by the house every single day. Maybe I am in one. Check all the windows that can be seen from 657 Boulevard. Perhaps I am in one. Welcome, my friends, welcome. Let the party begin the watcher
2: Jesus Christ yeah yeah sounds like a good welcoming committee <laughs> that's so scary
1: so how would you feel if you got that letter and you you
2: have kids and stuff i oh, have no oh my god and like after all the process of trying to buy a house and bringing in contractors and shit it would be like well let's turn right around and leave <laughs> <laughs> already very scary <laughs> nope nope fuck nope Yeah, 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 I'm not dealing with that shit. That's very Mm. scary, especially the young blood part. Like, the young blood that I asked for, that sounds very, like, ritualistic and creepy as shit, man. It really does. (laughs) And
1: this did not sit well with Derek Broaddus. Concerned about the safety of his family, he contacted the police. And when the police officer examined it, he said... What the fuck is this?
2: I agree. What is it?
1: (laughs) As a law enforcement uh, professional, (laughs) what the fuck is this is
2: probably the appropriate response. (laughs) That shows that uh, this really is a bad thing to happen. (laughs) That the cop can't even Mm. do it with a straight face. They're like, wait, what? (laughs) This
1: is. Unfortunately, there wasn't much that can be done at this point. There was no return address on the envelope, and they weren't sure how it got there right yeah and it's typed so it's like no handwriting analysis mm-hmm. mm. all, all that they had was just i think it was handwritten on the envelope but everything inside including the the watcher was uh typed oh okay not even a signature okay not not a signed signature no but i, I heard it was in like a cursive font or something like that but oh no actual okay. signature derek and maria contacted the couple that they purchased the house from and their names were john and andrea woods the Bradus has asked them if they had any experience with the watcher sending them letters. They said in the 20 something years that they lived there they never received a letter except once about a week before they moved out. Whoa. They thought it was odd but ultimately ignored it and threw it away and I'll tell you later what was actually in the letter. But okay. Uh, okay. The Broaduses and the Woods went to the police together to report it and were told not to discuss these letters with any neighbors as now
2: all their neighbors were suspects. Yeah that's true because they're talking about this house in detail. They're like I've seen your kids so it could totally just be a neighbor looking over the fence or looking down in the yard from their house. It could be anybody.
1: And now now Now, with the mention of quote unquote young blood and feeling like their children might be targeted, Derek and Maria kept on constant alert while at the house, especially if they had to bring their kids along. It said that Maria would make sure the kids didn't wander too far into the backyard for fear someone was watching or might abduct the children. So she was very, very vigilant about making sure they didn't go out of her eyesight, you know?
2: Yeah, that's wonderful that she's keeping a close eye on it, but it's sad that she has to. Like, this is supposed to be their house where they could feel safe. And she grew up in this neighborhood and never had any issues, as far as I know. Yeah, right. If She, she, might, she must not have had any issues because she wanted to move back. That was like a dream of hers, like this nice, mm-hmm. quaint neighborhood and nope. Side note, there was some, like,
1: huge murder kind of in this area. <laughs> <laughs> oh Ooh. but i think it was before she was born or maybe when she was really 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 young i don't know i'll have to go back but um i'm not gonna include that because i didn't do the research on it so bam mm,
2: okay but damn <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: so two weeks later another letter arrived
2: more than the last owners got they only got the one mm-hmm. letter
1: they only got the one this time it was addressed to mr and mrs Broadus instead of the new owners so the watchers learned their last names
2: yeah they figured it out oh my god that's so cute it's so scary. And here's what the letter said.
0: Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. The workers have been busy, and I have been watching you unload carefully of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch.
1: I'm guessing they had like, one of those, like, contractor dumpsters out front. <laughs>
2: it's a nice touch, okay. <laughs>
1: the dumpster is a nice touch. Why do I feel like that's a uh, Hannibal Lecter thing to say? The dumpster it, is a nice touch. It totally does. It sounds like a
2: psychopath. You're right, right?
0: The house is crying from all the pain it's going through. You have changed it and made it so fancy. You're stealing its history. It cries for the past and what used to be in the time when I roamed its halls. The 1960s were a good time for 657 Boulevard, when I ran from room to room imagining the life with rich occupants there. The house was full of life and young blood. Then it got old and so did my father. But he kept watching until the day he died. And now I'll watch and wait for the day. When the young blood will be mine again. Have they found what it is in the walls yet? In time they will. I am pleased to know your names, and now the names of your young blood that you have brought me. You certainly say their names often. 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all of the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement, or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Were they sleep in the attic? Or were you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the Watcher and have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And you are too, Brodus family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving in day. You know, I will be watching the Watcher.
2: That's so scary on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, so oh, creepy. First of all, they're like, uh, this Watcher person and used to live in the house, or? Used I don't think to they go... lived in the house.
1: I think they have something to do with the house either they live in the neighborhood and they were able to visit the house maybe when mm-hmm. other people live there maybe there was a housekeeper or some kind of handyman that used to go over there and bring their child who is the watcher
2: yeah because they yeah they
1: seem to know a lot about it
2: yeah and they did say my father before me mm-hmm. so maybe you're right it was like a handyman or something and they would bring mm-hmm. their kid over or oh I'm sorry. I'm, like, freaked out. That's so scary (laughs) to think about him or her, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they. (laughs) I don't know what this watcher is, a guy or a girl, like, out there watching and memorizing the kids names and like Mm -hmm. wondering all these creepy things like oh will they go in the basement are they too scared it's like why what's in the walls what's in the basement
1: yeah (laughs) i would be checking the basement for like trap doors or tunnels or some weird shit like that right yeah totally i'd be like okay we are changing all the locks
2: once a week you know
1: like sealing the windows like painting the windows
2: black so you can't see inside (laughs) yeah yeah basically making the house unwelcoming to even the people living there so you know i would say just leave if you can but it's a very expensive house they probably tied up all of their money into it
1: unfortunately yeah okay so omitted from the letter the watcher also mentions the children by name and their nicknames stating that maria uses their names a lot their nicknames oh my god so who are whoever the watcher is has heard a lot so what's further alarming is that the watcher also mentions seeing one of the broadest children who was painting on the screened-in porch and in the letter asks, is she the artist in the family?
2: Oh my god.
1: So after this letter, uh, Derek and Maria stopped bringing the kids to the house.
2: Good, but also you're going to have to bring them eventually.
1: Well, a few weeks later, a third letter arrives. Hang on to your butt.
2: i I am not sitting down for this but i will try (laughs) to hold on
1: (laughs) it's actually not that long um that was given so this one says
0: 657 boulevard is turning on me it is coming after me i don't know why what spell did you cast on it it used to be my friend and now it is my enemy i am in charge of 657 boulevard it is not in charge of me i will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again it will not punish me i will rise again i will be patient and wait for this to pass and for you to bring the young blood back to me 657 boulevard needs young blood it needs you come back let the young blood play again like i once did let the young blood sleep in 657 boulevard stop changing it and let it alone
2: Oh God! What the fuck? It's not my friend anymore. It's a house, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's a little too attached. Yeah, they must be very obsessed with this house. I can't imagine if they live anywhere close by that their house isn't just as big and just as nice. If if that's kind of the neighborhood that this mm-hmm. is in, it is. So it's like, it is. Yeah. So if they live in a big house too, why are they so obsessed with this particular house?
1: I don't know. Some people get really obsessed with houses, you know what I mean? I
2: guess so. Apparently, that's what happens. I
1: guess so. So, after this letter, Derek installs cameras around the home, which would be great, but if this person isn't actually on their property, I think the cameras catching someone would be rather
2: unlikely. Yeah, that's a good point. If this person's literally just watching and being creepy and not going inside. No, they're mailing letters. Yeah.
1: So... It's, they're never. They're not like going and putting it in the mailbox. So you don't see someone's walking up and throwing it in the mailbox. They're actually mailing the letter. So
2: right. They're being smart about it.
1: Unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Derek also recruits help from a former FBI agent named Robert Lenihan. I think that's how you say it. Lenihan. Lenihan, mm. uh, who helped analyze the threat of the Watcher along with a psychological profile. So apparently, Lenihan believed the author of the letters was someone in their 50s or 60s oh he said based on the writing style the lack of swear words and some misspellings the author probably didn't pose a true threat oh okay
2: Uh, well according to this guy hopefully
1: right aside from the letters there have been no vandalism assault force breaking and entering nothing like that and Lenahan thought it might be worth investigating any former housekeepers of the house or their descendants as the culprit.
2: Oh, for sure. That, there you go. There you go. That's a smart move. If they, especially because it said the 60s, right? The letter said specifically.
1: Well, he said his grandfather watched it in the early part of the century, then his father watched it from the 60s, and then he had it probably since early 2000s
2: okay okay so yeah if they could like go back in the records or go find who used to own it and talk to them and see mm-hmm. who worked or who used to come over a lot i don't know
1: yeah Pro- so for i I forgot how long exactly but over 20 years the family just before the broadness the Woodses, is uh, were the ones to own it so it might be worth talking to them which they did, and I don't think they had any anything really to give in that regard. But
2: I guess whoever this creepy watcher is didn't care that much about that family because they only sent them one letter.
1: Yes, and, I'll, and like I said, I'll tell you in a minute what was in that letter. But. Okay, okay. Okay, so Detective Leonard Lugo was the lead investigator on this case and when he was touring the broadest's home investigating I guess they showed him where their daughter had set up her painting easel which was mentioned in that one letter and it showed that no one from the street could have seen her based on the location so only someone from the backyard or one of the side yards
2: oh my god that's so scary oh (laughs) I would be very scared for my children
1: uh, after looking into the, where the letters had been sent from, it was determined that it had been processed in, I think it's Kearney, where uh, there's a distribution center in um, New- northern New Jersey. Uh, so it's somebody that could have mailed
2: it from New Jersey. So obviously it's cl- someone close. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So maybe a neighbor. Hope. Ugh, mm-hmm. I don't even know. That's so scary.
1: And something strange about the first letter. Addressed to the new owners was that the Woods, who'd sold it to the Broadduses never put up a a for sale sign in their yard, so it had to be known most likely by someone in close proximity to the house or the Woodses.
2: Okay, so it wasn't broadly known. It wouldn't have been someone who didn't necessarily live in the neighborhood. It would have to have been like a neighbor or something that came over and chit chatted with them. Right, I would think so. Mm -hmm. That's even scarier, man. It could be anybody, any friendly face. Any of your you said it was in their fifties or sixties, so it could be just like one of the older neighbors coming over and saying, Hey, how's it going?
1: So, um the only thing I thought of because I was like, Well, it would have to be someone that the woods doesn't talk to. But then I was like, Well, if they had been if they had put the house up for sale, maybe they didn't put a for sale sign in the yard, but maybe they still had like a website or a, a listing on a realtor's website. You know what I mean? Oh, like I like yeah. I showed you that's true that's a good point so they could have found it online right so anybody because sometimes um we'll look at houses in our neighborhood to see what they're selling for because
2: mm-hmm. if
1: we ever wanted to sell our house and move um we kind of want to know what other houses like the same models are going for so that could yeah, be good what someone keep... else was doing
2: yeah yeah it could yeah it could have been like how they found out and not just by coming over and talking to them
1: right so after the first letter, the Broadduses had attended a barbecue at a neighbor's house. They'd been instructed by the police not to talk about the letters, but during conversation with one of the other neighbors and attendants, they said, you know, the family next door to you is a little odd, and that would be the Langford family. It's them! <laughs> <laughs> so they were known in the neighborhood for having lived there for a very long time. And the Langfords aren't a mom and dad, like, in their late 30s with two cute little kids. It was the matriarch, Peggy Langford, who's in her 90s, her son, Michael Langford, who's in his 60s, and a sister, Sandy, who is also kind of in that age range. Like, they were older, grown kids living there with their mom.
2: Oh, my God. So it could have been any of those three.
1: Oh, maybe. But as their neighbor described, Michael Langford Little flags started, like, a hoisting in their minds. Apparently, he was described as being a little kooky with a beard like Hemingway and something of a Boo Radley character. Okay. (laughs) Quirky. And if you don't know who Boo Radley is, pick up a damn book. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. It's from To Kill a Mockingbird. Not to be confused with How to Kill a Mockingbird, which my teenage sister said she was reading and i'm like i don't think that's what it's called it's not an instruction manual
2: (laughs) right if you were reading that that's probably not on the uh reading list at school (laughs) how to kill a mockingbird mockingbird season
1: (laughs) (laughs) so derek Bright has started to think well maybe they've got the watch or maybe it's this crazy michael uh langford boo radley dude
2: yeah, it kind of sounds like him if he's already an eccentric and he's lived there a long time. Mm-hmm. They tell the
1: police and they bring Michael Langford in for questioning. While they more or less assume it's him, there's like zero evidence to hold him to anything. Yeah, because he's he
2: covered up his tracks pretty well. If it's him.
1: If it's him. Now, let's move on to another suspect.
2: Oh, man. Sister?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no not the langford family so one night two investigators are staking out the house uh, from across the street waiting to see if anything would happen around 11 p.m a car rolls up to the brought house and either like stops or slows down i I didn't get quite exactly what it did but it Mm. came in front of the house for a little bit the investigators get the license plate number and they run it and it belongs to a girl whose boyfriend lives in that neighborhood oh okay She told them, I guess when they questioned her, uh, that her boyfriend was into some really dark video games and has played a character called The Watcher before.
2: What video game is that? (laughs) I don't know.
1: I have no idea. Okay. Okay. And twice the investigators had arranged to meet with this guy, but he never showed up for either appointment. And since there was no sort of evidence to really, like, drag him in, they just let it go.
2: Oh, come on. It could be that guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have heard, um, I forgot if it was in where i heard it but i heard it somewhere else so one said mm. it's possible that the girl got her video games mixed up and he played a character called the witcher which we know <laughs> is a video game slash netflix tv show i haven't watched yet i have the game i played 10 seconds of it didn't care for it but
2: that's just me i've got the book it's not very good either personally i don't think so
1: (laughs) (laughs) please don't hate okay um but anyway some people think maybe that's what she meant but is the watcher very dark like the game i didn't think the witcher yeah the witcher Witcher,
2: no i don't think so it's a fantasy game wait when when did this take place isn't that somewhat of a newer game this took place in 2014, I think. Oh, shit. That's a lot sooner than I was picturing. I don't know what I was picturing, but okay. Yeah, maybe it was The Witcher and he, she got it confused. I don't know if it's dark, but, uh you know. But there's
1: also a movie called The Watcher, and it's about like a serial killer who's kind of stalking the detective that's trying to catch him i've never seen it i was trying to watch it it's not free on anything so i I couldn't get it but ah uh, that's keanu reeves apparently so i was like that could be good i would watch may have to to pay 3.99 for it but i might watch it anyways next so this was only a few years ago as we were just saying and we have dna technology and the police did run a dna test on the i guess gluey licky part of the envelope
2: (laughs) oh there we go let's let's see
1: who is it <laughs> unfortunately the only thing oh. that they could determine is that it was licked by a female
2: <gasps> oh that doesn't mean much does it because he could have got his girlfriend or somebody to lick it
1: exactly giggity goo <laughs> <laughs> <He's so dirty.
2: laughs> dolls after dark
1: <laughs> there you go Okay, so think about this. Of the two suspects that we've mentioned, Michael Langford and the Gamer Dude, both of them have women in their immediate vicinity that we can assume could have licked the envelope for them, right?
2: Yeah, totally. And they, it could have been easy to just be like, oh, hey, babe, I cut my tongue earlier. Can you lick the... Like, making it so innocuous that the girlfriend slash the neighbor's sister, mom or mom sister... or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They might not have thought twice about it. Yeah, exactly. So...
1: The next suspect could be Derek and Maria Bratis themselves.
2: Wait, what? Oh,
1: <laughs> so um. some of their neighbors started wondering if they could be having buyer's remorse, realizing maybe they got it, hey, they've gotten in over their heads financially. So people oh. criticized that if Maria Bradus was so worried about the safety of her kids, why did she have a, a a public facebook account with pictures of her children where anyone could see it Mm. if she was so worried i think that's rude though i think that's shaming that is it's like you know that's your own opinion (laughs) (laughs) right right However, the police did run a DNA test, and it didn't match the DNA on the envelopes. Not saying that they couldn't have had someone else look it, but
2: yeah, I, I guess it could. I, I guess it could make sense, though. I mean, it's not a bad theory if they really did tie up all their money in this one house, and then suddenly they're like, "Ugh, we, it's too big. It's too expensive. We can't afford this. Let's try and find a way out." Although I don't see how they could get out of it just by having a stalker. I don't know.
1: Mm-mm. there's no i don't think there's any laws like how there's um how they're required to tell you if someone's been murdered in the house or if it's haunted i don't think there's any laws saying there's you know
2: a, a stalker, some sort of stalker yeah which
1: i mean and, put, there might be however there was the Woods has never had any issues, so what was there to report?
2: Yeah, the Woods didn't get a letter until they had already sold the house, right? Like a week b- before they moved out. So according, for that, as far as they knew, it was like, it was just some prank letter. Plus, the house
1: was already sold. They were in the process of moving out. It's not like anything happened before.
2: Right, yeah. So to them, it's like, hey, whatever. It's somebody else's problem now.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so since the Broaduses felt they couldn't live in that house, and they'd already sold their other house, they ended up staying with Maria's parents. They finished up renovations on the house and decided to put it up for sale. They're like, that's that's all we can do.
2: Yeah, I guess if you're, I would be worried about my kids too. Like, damn, that's Mm -hmm. that's scary. Too scary. Even
1: if it was someone just pulling a really terrible prank, it's still, you wouldn't want
2: to risk your kid's safety, right? Right, because you don't know one way or the other.
1: Now, they originally priced it higher than they purchased it for because they had done renovations. But word had gotten out about the watcher and people just didn't want to risk being threatened by a possible
2: crazy soccer person ah damn it it backfired (laughs) they're like ah shit we shouldn't have told anybody
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh they lowered the price a few times and when it still wouldn't sell they went to their neighborhood zoning board to propose tearing down the house and building two smaller houses on the property why that's interesting (laughs) anyway so well maybe maybe partially because they needed to just get rid i think they were trying to work with a like a kind of like an a uh, an investor kind of thing where they would buy right. it from them they would buy they buy the house and the land and then you know it would be torn down plus this watcher character is saying like do you know what's in its walls well f- fuck if we tear down the walls we're going to find out right
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i would have already i would have gotten like a <laughs> i don't know if there's like a a device of some sort maybe a metal detector or something like what's in these damn walls without trying to tear them down just yet
1: yeah so there was a mandate that said that if they were to do this the two lots for the houses had to be a minimum of like 70 feet wide or something and unfortunately the lots that would have been zoned were just shy of 70 feet so the broaduses asked for an exception which they're allowed to ask for Mm -hmm. okay Uh, when it was being discussed i guess um neighborhood residents were allowed to come in to like an open session if you will and kind of give their opinion and say what they want to say. And one mm. resident that lived across the street from the Broadest house actually went as far as hiring a lawyer to protest tearing, tearing down the house. Which I'm like,
2: oh. <laughs> hmm.
1: It's the watcher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other neighbors worried that tearing down one house to make two would not be keeping with the neighborhood's aesthetic and would probably involve cutting down, like, trees that had been there forever.
2: Okay, I mean, that's fair, but going as far as to hire a lawyer that is pretty suspicious especially because this watcher person is absolutely obsessed with the house and it doesn't want changes made
1: uh but something to note there was another house in the neighborhood that wanted to do the same thing as the broadnesses to the to that residence property and the board allowed that even though there was a bigger exception to be made regarding the lot size so they were okay with the other house doing it but they wouldn't do it for the broadnesses what the fuck is that about (laughs) that's bullshit. <laughs> so so maybe it's like a uh do you remember that movie all right spoiler alert for hot fuzz if you've ever seen hot fuzz or you if you haven't maybe skip ahead a few seconds but remember go how, watch it yeah go watch it. it's amazing one of my favorite movies yes. of all time remember oh, so how good. like the the neighborhood committee or whatever was the, the people murdering everyone because they were messing up the neighborhood's like <laughs> rustic aesthetic the village's rustic aesthetic and they were all like the great or good
2: the great are good. good. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. I love that movie so much.
1: <laughs> so maybe it's the whole neighborhood's in on it in some way. You know what I mean? Oh, my
2: God. You're so right. What if everybody's like, oh, there's new hot shots coming in here trying to renovate this old house. What if they're, you know, planning on just, you know, whatever, like destroying the house, destroying mm-hmm. the aesthetic of the neighborhood. Maybe they are all in on it trying to scare the, the couple to moving out.
1: Additionally, the Broadduses had decided to sue the former owners, the Woodses, because they hadn't disclosed the letter that they'd received prior to them moving out, which, I guess, I don't know how I feel about, because according to the Woodses, they said that the letter they received just thanked them for taking care of the house all the years that they were in it. There was nothing threatening, but then again, if I were, like deep in a debt (laughs) shithole and couldn't actually live in my home and the kids are being referred to as young blood to feed on i might be more pissed you know
2: oh yeah that's true that's a good point like at first i'm like okay come calm down it was a weird letter they got it right before they moved out they probably thought it was a fluke maybe even a wrong address who knows yeah but yeah you're right (laughs) if you're trying to get out of this house they probably just if they could sue and get enough money so that they can somehow leave the you know not have this house anymore um but unfortunately or fortunately depending on how you look at it
1: the broadest has lost the suit against the Woodses. and honestly i really don't i don't think they should have sued the Woodses. i think the Woodses tried to uh, help as much as they possibly could it sounded like because they went to the police with them to report the yeah. letters and so
2: they could have lied they could have totally lied out of their asses and said no we didn't get anything we didn't get a letter so luckily
1: not long after that someone wanted to rent the house so that's cool um, okay, okay. I'm not sure if it was a couple or just a single man, but I think, I want to say it was a couple, but they had a couple big dogs, uh, so they weren't too afraid of any watcher dude.
2: Oh, okay. Hey, there's the answer for this couple, for this couple and their family. If they really have to live in this house, like, just get some big dogs. Exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, a few weeks after they moved in, Derek brought us came to the house to take care of some, like, landlord stuff, and the new tenant handed him a letter, and here's what it read. uh <clears throat> Get ready for this one. (laughs) It's bizarre. Oh, shit. Okay, so I don't know why it starts this way, but it does. It says,
0: Violent winds and bitter cold to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. You wonder who the Watcher is? Turn around, idiots. Maybe you even spoke to me. One of the so-called neighbors who has no idea who the Watcher could be. "'Or maybe you do know and are too scared to tell anyone. "'Good move.' "'I walked by the news truck "'when they took over my neighborhood and mocked me. "'I watched as you watched from the dark house "'in an attempt to find me. "'Telescopes and binoculars are wonderful inventions. "'657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault "'and stood strong with its army of supporters "'barricading its gates. "'My soldiers of the Boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders.
2: Oh, shit. Now, doesn't that sound like the whole neighborhood's in on it? Yeah, it does. It sounds like the the reason that they couldn't get this exception to make their house into two houses is because this watcher person was like, we can't allow this. We have to band together. And
1: FYI, I did read that um, I don't think she lived in the house with the Langfords, but one of the Langford sisters, like I said, I don't think she lived there, but she was present at that, like, hearing, neighborhood hearing thing and, and made the comments that, you know, she grew up looking at the 657 Boulevard and she would hate to see it torn down. So I don't know how much to read into that. Sounding like the Watcher. But still.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could go either way. It could just be literally I am next door. So I've watched the house, quote unquote. I've seen it (laughs) or it's like hint hint that's the watcher (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: also I I didn't write it down but I do remember during like some of the renovations uh a neighborhood couple came over and were like oh hey you're doing renovations like oh cool can we see and like they the broadest let them come in and like showed them the things that they were doing to the house and I think the lady mentioned uh something about like their kids like oh it's gonna be so good to have some young blood in the neighborhood and they were like what <laughs> oh which i mean that's kind of a, a common not not a common common thing but it's something that you might say like oh it's good to have some like young blood around or some fresh meat not maybe not fresh meat but you know what i mean young blood isn't that terrifying but the fact that it's been said already
2: is very alarming to them exactly yes that could have been a totally innocent comment of just right. like oh yeah i'm glad because it sounds like the neighborhood must have a lot of older couples that don't I have think so. any kids and they're probably mm-hmm. like oh thank god there's some kids moving in we can hear some laughter again or whatever mm-hmm. or that's the watcher <laughs> <laughs> right and actually i think when they were trying to sell the
1: house they didn't. They did an open house day, and they had people like sign in, like on a ledger. And afterwards, they like took the ledger and tried to compare the handwriting
2: to the handwriting on the envelope. <laughs> oh shit! I I assume did they find anything? No. No, oh, that's too bad.
1: But you know what? I was thinking about this, and I always like to think I'm smarter than I am. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I know me, okay? <laughs> and I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I would have. I would have liked to think I would have done. (laughs) Such (laughs) such an idiot. So I would have tried to pull a uh, Game of Thrones move if I I could. So in Game of Thrones, Tyrion Lannister is trying to kind of root out a spy. Do you remember this? I'm sure I will when
2: you keep talking.
1: Okay. Yeah. There's there's many seasons of Game of Thrones. Okay. So. He's trying to root out a spy, and he's not quite sure which person it could be. So he gives three different details to three different people. And when his sister comes angry about something, she gives away a specific detail. And he knew who exactly he told that to, so he knows who his spy is now.
2: Ah, shit, Who the spy is.
1: So I'm like, what if I told this neighbor over here, I'm going to tear down the house and make two houses. Tell this neighbor Mm -hmm. over here... Uh, we're moving out as soon as possible or tell the other neighbor we're moving in next week well if the watcher were to send another letter saying i'm so angry that you're tearing down the house well you know maybe which direction to go in which neighbor you talk to now if neighbors talk it could have branched out any which way so who who knows
2: but i'd like to think that would help you know what i mean i think that that's smart i don't know you saying over here you're not very smart that's smart (laughs) (laughs)
1: thing and if I had kids see here's my thing if I didn't have kids I would be so trying to figure this stuff out I'd be watching every which way I would be spying on my neighbors there was a, a contractor that was working on the house that said he was like doing something by the fence line and the neighbors directly behind the Broadduses had like some patio chairs or lawn chairs in the yard that were facing the Broadduses fence not turned at the neighbor's own house so they're like why would the their chairs be like for i think it was like further into the yard like close to the fence line
2: hmm okay yeah that's that's a little weird right? especially because of the circumstances
1: yes and apparently there were some more threats in this letter directed more at derek and maria saying
0: maybe a car accident maybe a fire maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day after day day. maybe the mysterious death of a pet loved ones suddenly die planes and cars and bicycle crash bones break all hail the
2: oh my god
1: Now, don't these letters seem to get more and more just bizarre yeah like dramatic like all hail the
2: watcher seriously
1: (laughs) (laughs) spiteful derek and his wench of a wife maria turn around you idiots right like
2: damn it's got a little angry spicy yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyways, the tenants that were there, though they were a little shaken, agreed to continue to rent the house as long as Derek installed some cameras, which I believe he did. The house finally sold for $959,000 in 2019, down from the original asking price of 1495000 Uh, And that's a half a million dollar difference.
2: <laughs> that's less than they paid for it, right?
1: Yes, they paid $1.3 million. <gasps> so they lost a lot of money on the stupid house. All because of a stupid neighbor who's too nosy for their own good. So, it seems that Netflix has purchased the rights to the story beating out other companies that wanted this story, such as Universal, Paramount, Warner Brothers, Fox, and Amazon. Netflix has now the rights to the story. So hopefully the broadest has got some money from that. I hope so. Netflix
2: is king apparently now. <laughs>
1: you know what? Netflix and Amazon, they have major actors and yeah. great production quality. So I can totally see like Netflix throwing the most money out there to them. So there you go good for Netflix. I can't wait to see the story, right? Or like, I know, I want to watch it. Mm -hmm.
2: I definitely would want to watch The Watcher. (laughs) Right. But um, I I thought when you were saying that, I thought you were going to say Netflix then went and purchased the house. I was like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, I think someone else has the house. Mm -mm. Okay. Okay. Okay, so lastly, there was a final letter. And though we don't know everything that's in it, A journalist for New York Magazine was shown it by Derek Broaddus, and the journalist put the statement in his article, this is from The Watcher.
0: You are despised by the house, and The Watcher won.
1: That's it? Damn. There was more to the letter, but that was the one line that they chose to put in the article, so... The Watcher won. The Watcher won. All hail the Watcher. All hail the Watcher and his old ass blood or her blood. Who knows? (laughs) No one knows. And I feel like this could so easily be solved, but
2: I, I, there's just, I don't know how the Watcher did it, but they did it. It seems like it could be easily solved, but then also it could be complete, it could be anybody in that neighborhood.
1: I feel like it's. One of the neighbors, I don't know if it's the Langfords or maybe the house behind, because they said that the house behind. Uh, I read somewhere in an article, like the son of the owner of the house, who's an older guy. The older guy said, "Yeah, my son said it seems like it's me or something like that." I'm like, "That's a weird statement to make. Why? Why point weird... it yourself?"
2: It could be me. Like, wait, what <laughs> is it? He though? says it sounds like me.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> says, okay. Well, is it you? <laughs>
2: Right? Do you want
1: to be that creepy? <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Ooh, so what God. do you think, Paige?
2: Who, who do you think it is? I think I'm going with the crazy neighbor guy. The one next door? The Boo Radley dude? Boo Radley. Yes. Him. Michael Langford? Michael Langford, yeah. Just because, like, they'd been growing up there for, like, that family had been there a long time. They said that the language sounded like it was an older person and that guy's older and... Uh, you know, they seem to know a lot of stuff about the house. Like they could see the backyard and that you can't okay. see that from the street. So right. I'm going to say him, but it could be the creepy backwards neighbor from behind that said that sounds like me <laughs> like okay mm-hmm. is, it, is it you well his son <laughs> said
1: it sounds like the dad so and i think he was an older man too so could be then who knows what do you think hell i know i think the whole neighborhood's in on it
2: <laughs> oh there you go that's the hot fuss con- uh, conspiracy <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep probably well, uh, yeah, that's our episode. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Be sure to let us know by following us on Instagram at Near Death Dolls Podcast. That's us. Tweet us on the Twitter at Near Death Dolls. And if you have a weird, spooky, personal story to add to our listener stories, type it up and email it to us at NearDeathDolls at gmail.com. Put it listener stories or Dear Dollies in the subject line and be sure to let us know if you want to be anonymous or not. We really need your stories, guys. We just
2: need a couple more. Give them to us, please. Please, we want your stories. We want to be scared. Freak us out. Freak us out, baby. Ooh, a nice good old-fashioned freak out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And guys, if you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also help us by taking a screenshot while you're listening to our episode and share on Instagram or Twitter or Tumblr. Or- oh, yeah, we got a Tumblr. What's our Tumblr? Neardeathdolls.tumblr.com. Tumble us. So tumble us, please. We are excited about this tumble. Um, <laughs> and if you like, if you like being one of the cool kids, come on over to the Dark Dolly side and join our Patreon. We've got movie reviews, Dolls After Dark, and that's our show where the filter comes off. No filter. No filter at all on Dolls After Dark, man. It's a fun show. So <laughs> you think we have no filter on this show? Goddamn, you need to watch Dolls After Dark.
1: <laughs> or listen. There's not much or, to watch. Yeah
2: that's a good point we do not have video (laughs) so any hoops dolly babies be safe out there don't watch your neighbors that's creepy (laughs) until next time (laughs) bye bye don't be the creepy neighbor just don't please unless you make it hot fuzz style and it's a funny i guess don't do that either but watch hot fuzz anyway watch hot (laughs) fuzz let us know what you think we love you okay bye bye
1: An extra special thank you to Sam Hears for voicing the watcher in today's episode. If you want to see more from him, go check out the links in our show notes.